You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that wants to let you know that mom said it's my turn on the Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cody and I was really looking forward to playing Jet Set Radio Future. I'm Sam. I have no follow-up for this. (laughs) I'm Josh and we were playing uh, Fusion Frenzy. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we have a special guest from the Teach a Dummy podcast, uh, BJ. BJ, welcome to the show. Thanks guys. Yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely, uh, happy to have you. So, uh, so we have a bunch of uh, news to go over. We're also going to be talking a lot about uh, Wandavision. This is kind of our big Wandavision spoiler cast. Um, we are going to be talking about uh, details of the show. We are going to get pretty in depth with it. Uh, so, what I think we're going to do this week, we're going to mix up the formula a little bit. We're touching the formula. And uh, we're actually going to do the news in the first half of the show. And let's see if I can hit the correct uh, button on the old soundboard. I don't know. Nice. We haven't played the uh, the, the seal, seal of, of approval, seal of approval yeah. in a while, so <laughs> it's good. It's 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 a it's a nice it's a nice. Uh, Nice callback. At least you didn't play the one where I'm singing. <laughs> no, no, that's for ne- that's for next break. Oh. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's go ahead and talk about some of the news. So, uh, what do we have on the big board, you guys? I saw Evil Dead Rise on there. So, what's going on with that? Somebody explain that to me. Uh, Evil Dead Rise is officially going to start filming soon. Yeah, so it's the newest. Um, it's the sequel to the last Evil Dead movie that came out, which was the Evil Dead remake or whatever. Oh, okay. Where it had the the, the female protagonist. Yeah, the Ash female Luke. protagonist that was Ash. It was right. the Lady yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. But uh but this it's a it's the follow-up to that, but it's not going to feature any of the characters from the previous one. It's just set in that universe, and there's gonna be more deadites and stuff like that. And um, you know, and Bruce Campbell is producing it like he did the last one and And he's probably gonna show up somewhere because Bruce Campbell can't not be on t- on screen <laughs> well, given the opportunity. In the last yeah, one, all it, was, all it was was like kinda like a like during the opening credits, it's just a pic- it's just him going groovy. Oh, and that's and you know what? That's fine. I didn't even see that. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. One. I watched the show when they when they had the show. The show's last. great. Oh, yeah, uh, I've what, heard it's good. What was it? It was, it was a. I for, yeah, I forget what it the, was. Something the Evil Dead. It was on stars. Yeah, yeah, but it was really it was really well done. I remember it, watching like the first episode. That was about all I really got was out it of just it. Just called Ash versus the Evil Dead. Ash yeah, versus that's what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. yeah. But I thought it had a good blend of like the humor and the deadites and the I don't know it, everything that I my favorite was Army of Darkness. And I'm sure. I'm, oh yeah, I'm Army of Darkness is purely the best one. Watch that all the time. But it's also the most campy on purpose. I, still I think. Great. Have never well, seen it. Can you, if you surprise? Really yeah, yeah. This Sur- is my surprise face. <laughs> I have seen the first Evil Dead, and that's it. Oh, oh the, not even Evil oh, Dead Two. No. The, the the cheapest and l- least comedic of the bunch. Comedic. <laughs> that's com- the one I comedic, would end up seeing. Not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, comedic, not on purpose. The, yeah. the corniest, like indiest one. Yeah, that makes okay. That makes <laughs> sense. I don't know, man. Army of Darkness is really corny, and sometimes I can't tell if they did it on purpose or not. <laughs> I didn't care. I loved every. Oh yeah, I love, yeah, I, no, I love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. I so really enjoyed the uh, alternate ending. Have you ever seen that? too? Mm-hmm. the one where he lands with the car. Some no, I, I know what it is. I, I've seen it a few times. I think I've got it's one. It's post-apocalyptic the... Ash. Yes, he ends up getting trapped in a cave or something and yes. uh, wakes up like a thousand years, like in the future, or a couple thousand oh, years like, in like the future, a, like, like a Mad Max Ash. Yeah, it's like Mad oh, Max yeah. Ash with, no. yeah, but he has like a giant like beard, fake beard and stuff. <laughs> No, I've yeah. not seen. No, that. it's yeah. great. Yeah, I've always seen the ending where he ends up back at the store. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to hear all of his lines come out of Duke Nukem first. <laughs> true. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, all of du- Duke all of Duke Nukem's lines come from Evil Dead and well, they live. They and they <laughs> live. Yeah, and the 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 boot camp scenes. From Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. It's it's mostly <laughs> Army of Darkness, though. That's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're filming it. I'll probably watch it. I don't know. I, I watched the I watched the first one once. Like I went to theaters and I was like, eh, it was okay. It was fine. It was a fine. Uh, as far as uh, remakes and retellings and reimaginings go, it was perfectly fine. It wasn't. It did have. I mean, it's kind of upsettingly bad or anything like that. I mean, it, I mean, it is <laughs> kind of an evil. Sam walking out crying. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. 
ruin I mean, my childhood by making <laughs> Evil Dead bad. I mean, and they put a girl in it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Me when me and Sam went and watched uh, the first Ninja Turtles reboot movie. <laughs> oh, that was we were. I've seen those. That was an angry day. Oh, I was mad. I was mad leaving the theater at that one. That one was. <laughs> to be fair, though, we were also mad going into the theater. <laughs> well, there were extenuating extenuating circumstances that caused us to not ha- be having a good day going into the theater. But that movie didn't help. Oh no, it made it worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really kicked you while you were down. Yeah, oh, it did. Oh, speaking of movies we went and saw, are you looking forward to the Zack Snyder? Justice League because we saw Justice League in theaters. I know we did, and that was a waste of two hours. And now a four-hour movie. No thanks. By the time this airs, the four-hour version of it is going to be on HBO. Oh, it's already out. Oh, that's right. It is already out. It's already out. One of my friends on Facebook already posted about it. Oh, BJ, you're looking kind of confused. So the I apologize. Oh yeah, no worries. This is out of my realm. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So um. When the Justice League movie was originally uh, um, in production, in production, okay. the director Zack Snyder had to leave about three quarters of the way through. Why? And, um, his his well, it's some I, it's family related stuff. Okay. Kind of a bummer. Cool. Yeah, don't like, want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, not inappropriately touching people or no, 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 nothing like that. No, his his daughter sadly died. Uh, rather oh, suddenly and that kind of stuff actually apparently happened after Zack Snyder left oh really oh, oh, is I that not what it was talking. no what was it what was it that Joss Whedon got in trouble for well Joss oh, Whedon got in trouble for a the uh, said, a, a lot of the that stuff well, but Joss Whedon so Zack Snyder left the film Joss Whedon was brought in to, to kind finish of, it to finish it and also kind of punch up the script because they looked at what Zack Snyder had made and went wow this is a depressing depressing yeah, what a bad serious mess can Joss Whedon, the guy who made the first two Avengers movies, punch it up with some levity and some color and some oh make, like make it, you know, watchable. And he made he did the best he could with a bad situation. And Justice League in itself was it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess, but it's it's OK. It's not great. It's fine. But ever You're giving s- it too much credit. So I, I, I'm, I'm being I'm trying to be as, as charitable as I can to this thing. It's not very good. Oh, so Zach came back. So and what, now that's that's this whole. I, I yeah. watched the the trailer for it, and I'm just like, man, it's just yeah. So what so mind. what happened basically is as soon as that movie came out and didn't do as uh, well a, as Avengers, they uh, Marvel Studios Avengers numbers, a lot of not, rabid. Not much can. They're, well, they're that's true. That's true. But a lot of fans online decided that they that. It's not what well, the reason that it didn't do well is not because the movie was bad, but it's because Joss Whedon came in and ruined Zack Snyder's magnum opus. So and they were like two factions where like, no, we like this version. And the other faction is like, yeah, pretty much. Second. Yeah, uh, kind of. But well, gotcha. it's, it's more like the two factions are this movie was going to be bad one way or another. And one faction was Joss Whedon ruined our childhood. Oh, give, my God. Give <laughs> Zack Snyder a chance to fix what he to, to finish yeah, what there, he started. There, there's a group of people out there that think Zack Snyder is like some kind of like, you know, Good movie maker. Yeah, <laughs> I have yet to see a Zack Snyder movie. I'm like, oh man, that was great. Watchmen's okay. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The, close, the closest was, they ever was, got was Watchmen. I was gonna say because, like, I you know, I'm I'm not the big geek here. I I, I love listening and trying to learn all this stuff. I, <laughs> I I got two things here. I think Watchmen was awesome. Just coming from a guy who doesn't dive into the comics, a lot, I read Watchmen, then watched it. And I'm like. I really enjoyed this. I haven't watched. Oh the yeah, TV Watchmen, show Watchmen was really good. Watchmen was also a nearly one to one copy from yeah. the book, minus the, the ending, minus the ending and the pirate but, parts. So, so it could yeah. basically it it couldn't be anything but pretty good because right. it was because there was almost no was like it just a fan service it was at that point just basically it, it was yeah it was almost panel for panel like like uh, sin city like, like sin, sin city, city is like yeah. panel to panel i liked that one too now yeah why i know you guys this is retreading ground for you guys hey no no, no it's go fine. For it. uh, so why 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 is dc missing the mark why can't they make a good movie well uh we've okay so yeah we have discussed this a little bit we there are some theories um I think part of it, in my opinion, part of it is uh, DC's parent company, Warner Brothers, uh, has always been a little embarrassed of the source material of their uh, products. So where of, of all the product, what of, what are they of, the, of the DC on? stuff in general? Oh yeah, so, but like, they, you know, we can have we can have Harry Potter and Terminator and all that stuff. R- we're embarrassed, right? Of but DC? see, that's the thing. Yeah, it's like I don't know if the Warner Brothers end of things look and go, oh man, there's a stigma like the stigma around it being a comic book movie, something inherently for 
uh, kids and the knee-jerk reaction to try to make it, oh no, this is a serious film for serious adults. Though if you've read a DC comic since the 80s, it's, right. it's yeah. not for children. They think right. they have to fix it. Yeah. And it doesn't need... That's People already like it the way it is. That's exactly like, what it is. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Studios and, and Disney, by extension, understand that, no, this is what people want to see. They want to yeah. see basically things from their comic be translated but not turned it uh yeah. I, i'm having a hard time describing it be translated onto the screen in a uh believable but not fully realistic way whereas warner brothers sees batman as the end-all be-all when it comes to their flagship properties i mean he kind of is I mean, he kind of he's uh, the, yeah. he is the movie he is the character they've made movie after movie after movie with. but the problem is you're when you base all of your films in your canon off of the success of Batman, Batman has a very specific tone that does not translate to translate the other versions to other comic book characters. Superman really shouldn't be grim and gritty and like yelling and growling at people like, like he, he was a man of steel. like he was a man in man of steel or okay. Superman versus Batman. Superman is a character that more than anything is about like. If Batman is the um, darkness, you know, darkness, Superman is the light. He's like the hope in the darkness. He's the beaking. He's the, he's, the so the, the movie's thing. thinking that he shouldn't be gritty. And the, the movies, the movies are making him, make him oh, okay. gritty and angry. Yeah, yeah Basically, DC to, or Mark, Warner like Brothers. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, Warner Brothers took the success of the Dark Knight trilogy with yeah. Christopher Nolan and, and Christian Bale because they the, the, that made bangbuster bucks for them. Yes. And they're like, oh man, people love this version of things. Oh. So they tried to do that with, and the next set of projects was their DC Cinematic Universe after that. And that's the other issue. Um, Marvel kind of, for as much as they they would be res- reticent to admit it, Marvel kind of uh, like tripped into their cinematic universe. They didn't, they didn't set out initially to create a big shared universe. They made Iron Man. Which, if it failed, it would have failed on its own, and that would have been it. They but then they made Hulk, which if it failed, it would have been on its own, and it didn't really, you know, it kind of winked and nodded to a couple of things, but it yeah. wasn't like so intrinsic. Like you wouldn't have like where now, like we're going to talk about Wandavision, where you f- almost have to watch like three or four different things to understand where the characters are, and three no, or four don't. things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? We'll see. I said no, you don't. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that stuff. But but DC tried to. They tried to jump into the deep end of the pool without kind of setting up that backbone oh. of like uh, independent films. Like they should have done a Superman movie, a Wonder Woman movie, Aquaman. They should have tried to set up all the characters separately yeah. and then bring them together instead of, okay, second, third movie in our series. We're going to throw everyone all together because that's what the Avengers did and, the, and Marvel made a bunch of money. Uh, like, so like, so like, yeah. so Man of Steel, there are nods in the background to other stuff. Like there's like a Wayne Tech Tower and, and, Stuff like that, right. yeah. Uh, in in which were nods, but then you have Batman versus Superman, which was basically the start of their Justice League movie because that drops three characters right there. That well, not just three because they uh, so heavily features Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman introduces well, Lex Wonder Luthor, Woman until the end. But, well, Wonder Woman, but she's in there. Yeah, they introduce Flash as a like that's the movie where. Bruce Wayne is going through looking at all the uh, oh, Lex Luthor yeah, stuff. It was where a they, back, it was a where they show. Thing. Well, here's no. It wasn't a background thing. There's an entire scene dedicated to yeah. him, oh. it, like looking up. Oh, this guy can run really fast. Oh. That's your Flash. Yeah, you, you sit over Batman's shoulder while he uses the computer for 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing. Uh, that's the other thing with with a lot of the uh, the Zack Snyder uh, versions of these uh, DC comic superhero movies. They're boring as sin. <laughs> they're okay. very slow. They're very they're like serious to the level to like the level of melodrama and almost farce. Oh, and and they're all really long. They're long and they're desaturated. Like everything is it's a mooted tone. It's it's practically sepia tone or black and white almost. It is like like so man is, muted. Like that works for Batman, but Superman is supposed to be bright blue and red and everything. You can yeah. it's 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 a real toned down blue. And the same thing with Wonder Woman's costume. It's real toned down. Yeah. Well, anyway, I th- I feel like we're kind of yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, losing yeah. sight on this. The point is, uh, th- th- no, it's no, it's <laughs> cool. This is a, no, this is a really good <laughs> this is a really good uh, conversation we're having. But uh, so you asked, you know, what's the deal with the Zack Snyder cut? Yes. So yeah. basically, what but um, the fans had assumed was Zack Snyder had filmed a bunch of the rumor was he had filmed a bunch of scenes that got omitted 
from the uh, theatrical cut okay, of the, the film. Final cut of um, gotcha. You know, is in lieu of having like um, a brighter, you know, brighter scenes, more comedic stuff, changing things around a little bit to appease the Warner Brothers stockholders. So Warner Brothers finally relented and said, OK, you know what? We are going to Zack Snyder. He's going to come in. He's going to do his vision. He's going to do, you know, whatever he wants to do. And it has had a lot of I don't want to say problems, but it became very apparent that he didn't have any extra film scenes filmed so he so they he shot a bunch a, of new ones he yeah. spent a year and a half filming new stuff Jared Leto's in it too? yep that's that's okay. why they they, they brought add him Jared Leto back into it at one point it was supposed to be a four or five part miniseries with hour-long episodes I think that would have been then, better and then was rolled back into one four hour long film all right so on on that note like I don't know like Quentin Tarantino's original vision for Kill Bill was one long movie with an intermission right sure I could sit through that but oh, sure. For four hours of a superhero movie where even the biggest right. fans of superheroes are saying, no, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think you can get a guy who doesn't know much about it to go and sit and be like, I'm going to check out this Justice League movie. Well, that's that's the thing. I'm, I will probably watch it out of morbid curiosity. I kind of have to know. So you can punish yourself. And basically, yeah. I've, you How know, dare you, one, Sam? I'm going to sit here and watch this. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I've, I've always said... Um, in order to adequately critique something, oh, yeah. you yeah. you have to experience it. But unfortunately, so, it's going to give the metric of views because yes, we're going to hate watch. That's kind of, yeah, hate watching and love watching at the end of the day. Still are the gives same you a, numbers. Are the same number to, to the, to the um, uh, corporations. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say now, I'm not going to watch it. There's, okay. There is no Boom. way. <laughs> Take that, Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They I thought that they were going. They were starting to turn it around uh, with the Shazam movie with Zachary Levi. Do you I remember that? That's the one I wanted to watch. That one, the preview. And because that one, and Aquaman. And Aquaman. Aquaman was also very, very good and kind of lighthearted at times, all while also having some you know melodramatic kind of moments. Also, it's very convoluted because they took like four Aquaman storylines and, and from threw the them all together and threw yeah. them into one movie. But, oh. but Shazam, you know, it's. It's bright. It's fun. It has comedy. It has mm. action. It's it's probably the closest to the Mar- Marvel movie formula, and oh. by far, it is the most, in, in my opinion, the most enjoyable of those Easiest films to watch. Yeah, that and Wonder Woman. I yeah, really the first, the first Wonder Woman. The second one had its issues, but the second first one heard a lot of bad second things. Second one's still okay. No, it's, it's still fine. Yeah, it's it, fine, but it's it's not to the level of the first no, one. No, the first one is much better. Yeah, mm. but let me get your your opinion on something else as well. I've I've been seeing a lot of stuff about um, Disney Plus. Is their their whole deal is all right? We're gonna start you know move on and and like Raya and the Last Dragon. And Last Dragon. They're like, oh, why don't you pay us a little bit more on Disney Plus? We'll see how that does. And a lot of people are like, don't give them that money. Don't no, kill don't the do moves. it. Yeah, that's that's. I kind of fell in that camp too, just by like reading a couple things and learning about it. I'm on that. And the reason I kind of want to bring that up because we thought it like uh, for my mother and my sister's birthday, we, uh, my wife and I are like, you know what? Why don't we get the whole family? Let's go to the movies. You can rent out a movie for a hundred bucks. We rent it out in uh, Sandusky, the Cinemark, and they had we could pick Clue, and we're like. Let's oh, all go watch Clue for a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, good, oh, yeah. good yeah. choice. And we, yeah. I mean, there was twelve of us with my nieces and nephew, so it was it was great. But you could, for fifty bucks more, you could do a current one. So I asked my sister, I'm like, do you think the kids would enjoy Raya and the Last Dragon more? It's only fifty bucks more. Would we're happy to do it? She's like, absolutely not. We're watching Clue. But it just made me think of like, I'm like yeah, I mean, it, but it still would have been one that I'd rather see in the theater with the kids. And same to the same point, like we got to see Tenant in the theater. Sure. I don't want to watch that one at home. That was just beautiful. Sure. I I don't think theaters are going anywhere. I think large uh, theater chains are going to have to, are are going to rethink their model, are going to rethink their model, or uh, at least some of them are going to disappear. But I think we're going to see in the next couple of years, the rise of the independent uh, theater, like, uh, like your studio 35s down in Columbus or your gateway theaters. How do they get licensing to be able to do any of this though? Oh, it's, I mean, it's just like, well, I mean, it's just like independent radio or something like that. You you just get in touch with the specific uh, distributors Pay your, you, pay your pay your fee or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and and you just kind of go that route. It's going to be interesting to see. I hope when the pandemic kind of slows down uh, a little further, I hope we continue to see some uh, home release as well as 
theatrical release again yeah. there are certain movies that you know you're going to want to see in theaters jordan and i uh we got tickets um for easter we got each other tickets to go see kong versus uh godzilla at studio 35 as nice. a beer tasting there I, I feel comfortable going there because they're doing a really they do a really really good job yeah with the social distancing when and you walk like into that. a place and you could you could just tell it's like you know i'm a i don't feel bad being well, here this is this feels safe yeah well their whole thing is everything is pre pre-ordered tickets there's no walk-ups they uh whenever you buy your tickets they block three seats in between each party nice. on either side so that's it and they uh enforce a very strict out of your seat mask on no that's exceptions it. rule i feel really comfortable going to a place like that so and there are and there are movies that i will see still in i will go to see in theaters Absolutely. because of the the, the atmosphere but, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad I saw Wonder Woman 84 at home and not in theater. I would have I not been a happy camper if I had spent $15, right. you and, know, and bare risk, minimum. And risk exposure. And risk exposure just <laughs> yeah. to see Wonder Woman 84, which is a good movie, but not quite to that level. The same with anything. Um, you know, I ran The Last Dragon. I've been hearing really, really good things about. But I, um, the Disney Plus model of charging an extra thirty dollars, their yeah. premium, their, their premium, premium access for not for not even owning, getting an like owning a copy of it, yeah. it a copy that disappears after a thirty days, right? Something like that. Um, basically, you when you when you have the premium access, it's for one, it's a one time use for one movie. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, yeah. It's you not even to... like these movies come out this month. You pay no. for It's unreal. Oh snip, snap! That's crazy. It's it's unreal. Yeah, basically, used. You get to watch money. it early because, like what they did with Mulan, premium access members got to watch it like two, like a month or two early before the rest of the subscriber base got to watch it. You know, I love movies. I don't need to see a movie a month and a half in advance just for I'll wait, just for bragging rights. Exactly. I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, same with um, and you know they're. It's it's a it's a weird bad model. Uh, the HBO Max model is so much nicer because it's yeah. you get it day and date with theatrical yep. and it's on there for a month. Yeah. yeah, and then it disappears, which is fine. Whatever, but you're, you're not, not paying, paying extra yeah. for it. No, but but here's the thing: is they're picking and choosing what they're doing it with. They did it with Mulan. They didn't do it with the new Pixar movie Souls, but they did it with Ray and the Last Dragon. And yeah, they're probably going to do it with Black uh, Black Widow. More than likely, when they eventually decide to release that, that movie. movie has been done for two years. Well. The thing is, they can they can push that one yeah. back as long as they want because it has no bearing un- on the rest of the cinematic the other, universe. Yeah, unlike the other Marvel films in the series, Black Widow, because it kind of goes back and tells us like a side story, like within the timeline. Oh. It doesn't have any bearing on any future films. Like WandaVision oh. is going to tie directly into the next Doctor Strange movie. They have oh. to. So just in production and release wise, they had to put one of WandaVision out before they can put out Doctor Strange or there's going to be a whole section of Doctor Strange. That's not going to make any sense. Uh, Black Widow doesn't have that because it takes place about about five or six movies back in the timeline in the release order. They're kind of rolling it back. So they can release it at any time and it's not going to people are not going to lose out on it. It was like it's like this is what Black Widow was doing during this time frame. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of like when you go back and read the Semerillion, like this is what Gandalf was doing when he wasn't hanging out with these people. But that's the stuff that I I prefer more. I like seeing like the the side stuff, like uh, like um, Crimes of Grindelwald. We just watched. Oh I yeah, hadn't, I hadn't seen that, but I liked the first uh, Fantastic Beast so much because I like the I like the idea of that world and other things happening. I don't really care that much about the Harry Potter part, but I really liked the the universe itself. It. Yes. it's an interesting universe. Yes, yeah. yeah. See, that's why I'm excited about the the new Avatar stuff from Nickelodeon because it's like I love that universe. I want more stories in that universe. Mm. I immediately went to Blue Cats when you said that. Of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> well, it's okay. There's going to be seven more of those films yeah. as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the last, one one thing I want to say about like the movies and going to the movie theaters. The last thing is I am more inclined to go back and watch the, those Fathom events that they did. Oh like, yeah, I went oh, and yeah. saw Blade Runner in the theater, and we made mm-hmm. like friends because like the original theatric like ending of that movie i don't remember ever i think i've only ever known the director's cut so oh sure like we're all talking about it with strangers on the way out like all that weird the 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 director's cut ending that was taken from uh uh legend with the uh, (laughs) unicorn yeah yeah so but (laughs) yeah i mean i i'm looking at like cinemarks and um all those other theaters there because every month they update they're like hey for the next 30 days we're gonna have these classic movies if you want if you want to rent out and I'm like, Clue, we were like, heck yeah, like Spaceballs was on there. We're like, I'd like to do, I can't 
take my kids to that but <laughs> well but, I mean, you'd be have, surprised like, that one actually that's that one's actually not bad i can't have my kids walk it uh, saying uh, a hole like the whole well hole. that's uh, true yeah he's my cousin sir <laughs> <laughs> well how many a-holes do we have on this ship <laughs> i'm surrounded <laughs> but no like uh like you were talking about like a few years ago gateway had all three of the um the clean use would uh the Good. for a few dollars more and yes. the yeah. Um, yeah. In in the yeah. dollars. Fistful yeah. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And the good, bad, and the ugly. In the was it thirty millimeter or whatever? Yeah. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. it was fantastic. I'd pay I paid money lo- to do that. Oh Why yeah, I loved it. Dive into I that. loved it. It was great. It was amazing. There was another time the gateway had a had a like the director's cut of Akira or something like that. We went to that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh that was fantastic. Yeah. It was great a version of the film I hadn't there. seen. I keep trying to get Samantha to watch Akira, but I can't can't get her to do it <laughs> i mean it's not the world's most fun anime theaters yeah yeah well yeah it's a good it's a good movie it's a good movie yeah it's it's culturally relevant and it's referenced in so many different things but theaters aren't going to go away no yeah it's it they're going to have to change their model and like i said i think we're going to see the rise of independently owned yeah. theaters but give us more classic movies in the theater. I want to see Commando in the movie theater, please. Oh, that would be great. I tell you what, I saw you talking about those Fathom events. Well, one, they do a lot of the uh, riff tracks. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. Uh, those are great. I miss those. Oh, me too. Me too. And um, the last one of the last ones I had, had seen um, went with my folks. We went to see uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh, in man. theater <laughs> and it had like a i think like a 15 20 minute intro yes. with uh, uh mel brooks talking about the the filming of it and and kind of some background stuff and it was phenomenal it was amazing that dude's still so, killing it too did oh you see, it's great did yeah did you see his like his pandemic thing that yes, he did with a couple his of son? videos with his son yeah Where he's just like waving the way he's like you can go away now he's like yeah. waving at the window. <laughs> no, oh, it was really so good funny. it was really good um, yeah who was that, that uh that one uh filmmaker guy who would that gateway used to do this they showed movies and he would talk kind of briefly before the movie. You mean Dr. Bob? No, not Dr. Bob. <laughs> Dr. Bob. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't no. physically there. <laughs> like they showed a preview oh. for it when we went and saw uh, Akira and he was doing Ninja Turtles or something. Oh, oh, I can't. Night think Owl. Of... Oh, oh Fritz. Fritz. Fritz the Night Owl. Yeah, uh, that was a 35. And yeah. uh, was it a 35? It was 35. Okay. Yeah. And uh, those were great as well. Yeah. Yeah. He still does those every every now and then. I mean, not not so much. He's mostly retired, but he still does those from from oh, there for a second. I thought you could say he's mostly dead. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's only half dead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys talk anime. I'd, I'd love to. You guys know anime. I'd kind of like to know your thoughts. Do well, you guys, the two of us do. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not a. Do you guys? Did you guys watch Blade of the Immortal on? It was it was on Prime, but no. it's it is awesome. It's basically a live action action anime, and it was done so beautifully. It's called Blade of the Immortal. There's a guy who um, he's he gets wrongly convicted of something, and he kills somebody. But but it's it's shot like an anime, but the huh. guy can't die. He's got blood worms, and he can't <laughs> die. Like everything that gets cut off, like will sew itself back on. But there's certain fight scenes where like somebody's standing on a stump, and their hair is blowing in the wind, and then they just turn, and then it's just like. You you see the the wind whipping up around him as he's running at the guy and pulls his sword out and they jump at each other. Also, oh, very shot like beautifully. Yeah. And I, just, I mean, there's a, there's a lot there's stuff. a lot of Japanese movies like that. Okay, I I don't watch a ton of them, but Blade of the Immortal was pretty lit. I love yeah. it. Like uh, I have all the uh, Rurouni Kenshin live action movies. They and have the, live action movies of that. Three of them. <gasps> I actually I liked that anime when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, it used to be one of my favorites, and then I learned about you know the creator of it, and I was like, mm, no, not anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> time out. What happened? Uh, well, you know what? Hey, we'll, yeah, t- we'll no, talk about that during the break. Yep, I apologize. And uh, when we come back, we'll actually um, we'll, we're going to play some music, then we're going to come back and talk about WandaVision. So uh, Ooh, stick with us. This is your spoiler warning. <laughs>
We're back. That was a medley of all of the intros and songs used within the uh, Disney Plus series WandaVision. If you couldn't have guessed that from (laughs) the fact that they said it like 10 times in a row in like a seven minute uh, stretch. But uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, We are going to take uh, some time and talk about 
uh, WandaVision. It just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Fun fact, the songs were done by the couple of the soundtrack to Frozen. Oh, really? And uh, also uh, Book of Mormon. Oh, wow. Okay, well, that explains why they were so the songs were so good and yeah. catchy, especially that uh, uh, Agatha All Along yeah, song. That's, that that's was the best uh, one. That is, oh, yeah. <laughs> that went to yeah. number one on iTunes the day after. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. All right, well, because we have to, I, I now have to play the Check It Out, because it's technically, it's what we're checking out, right? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Check it out! There we go. I looked for a clip from one division, but there was no like one standout like thing. Mm. Oh, you couldn't have got I, it like an Agatha. Oh, laugh. I could have. I guess I could have gotten Agatha saying, "And I killed the dog too." Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, I should I should have gotten that. But uh, so we are going to talk spoilers about one uh, division. But I think let's do some like kind of light. I'm I'm trying to structure this thing a little bit as we go through. Um, let's talk about some light stuff. Let's uh for the first couple of minutes steer clear of uh spoilers just talk about general opinions of the series as a whole how we thought it did and then we'll kind of start digging deep into like episode by episode and you know just kind of go from there does that sound good guys that sounds yeah. fine okay yeah, cool well uh bj you're the guest so yes, we'll I go am. ahead and ask you first ha, uh, ha, what seat. uh yeah yeah putting hot you on seat. the spot here Woo. uh what were Bring your it. opinions on uh wandavision okay so for um, a guy who knows nothing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the only ones that I have seen are Deadpool and well, both Deadpool movies, the original mm-hmm. Iron Man, well, the the first, the first one, one, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much all. And I watched the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was kind of that was uh, Tim, the other guy on the podcast. He's the one who's like, he's like, yeah, watch this one. It's probably one of the best. And I saw it. And he's like, oh, what do you think? And I'm I mean, like, still is. Yeah, that's that's what he said, and I'm like, and I'm like, Man, it's, it's all right. He's like, you don't have to watch it. I think right. You, you, yeah, okay. we, we've <laughs> talked off mic before. You're not, yeah. you're, you don't typically gravitate towards the superhero t- style of story and that kind of. It doesn't really do. It doesn't really quite click no. with you like like it does with other folks. No, it, it doesn't. But I can still recognize um, a good show or movie when I see it. Like somebody who doesn't have the back knowledge of this going into the. I watched the first uh, couple episodes of Wandavision when they came out. I saw the first one. I'm like. That's weird, but I, I love that style of television. I'm like, they did that really well. I liked how they did that. And and then when it, I loved the parts where it just got super uneasy, like what's going on? Yes. Yeah. The, the, and, the brief serious part. Yeah. Where like where um, the charade, the charade kind of breaks a little bit. Yeah. That, yeah. that was kind of my favorite part. I'm like, because each episode you're like, when's it going to get weird? Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of waiting for that. And not I had no idea who she was. I didn't okay. know she was anybody. I'm just like, oh, she must be something from a superhero thing. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know Vision was a thing. And I'm like, oh, he must be a superhero. Is all so from somebody who doesn't know any of that stuff. I liked it as a show. I'm like, this is cool. I like how weird and uneasy it's. I just, my original thoughts were, it's, oh, she must be like in a coma or something, and this is her thought. That's actually, you know, going that was into, a theory. That, that was a that theory. That was an, uh, oh, okay. a theory from online. Yeah, there were uh, there were a couple of different things kind of floating around. I guess uh, we kind of had the the benefit of knowing kind of what the uh, social material, because this yeah. is very loosely, like most of the Marvel uh, cinematic stuff, it, they're loosely based on an existing uh, comic. Exi- existing comics or existing There's ideas. There's a WandaVision comic? Sort of. It was called, it was called Wanda and Vision. Uh, Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Yeah, Scarlet Witch v- and the Vision. Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And it was... Um, it's never translated one to one from the comic to the screen, and I think that's what really is to the show and the movie's benefit. They, okay. pick the, um, they pick the good stuff. They pick the good stuff, and it's not just with Wandavision. I mean, Iron Man one, two, and three are all based on uh, the variations of stories told in the comics. Uh, Avengers Endgame and Infinity War arts are based on concepts and variations of previously established storylines there was a civil war comic series there was a civil war comic series it didn't play out like it did in the movie but mm-hmm. um but also the x-men and stuff were in the comic and whatnot and we hadn't had that yet right but, oh. but what i'm what, I, what well, i'm saying I saw, is like the first couple x-men movies too yeah they're technically <laughs> not part of the mcu but yeah you're there they are yeah no they're, they're, they're not. marvel though right uh they're, now they're oh. they are now so were they not originally they were the, Marvel properties, but they weren't part of the greater Marvel or the greater Disney MCU. So, so what was the arcade f- game? Because that was the thing I knew the best. <laughs> the arcade game was great. Well, that, that's well, that is great. That's classic. X Men. Welcome to die. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. I did that last week. I think too. you did. Yeah, you did. yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I guess um, anything, any movie, uh, Marvel movie made prior to Iron Man, the first Iron Man, is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, 
in the late 80s, early 90s, Marvel was on the verge of break bankruptcy. And in order to uh, keep themselves afloat, they sold the movie proper, the movie rights, the film and television yeah, rights yeah, yeah. to out, two other companies, right. Sony, Fox, yeah. um, that sort of um, Constantine films. They have uh, Fantastic Four, that sort of thing. So that's how they were able to make their own separate movies that don't tie in with the Marvel Studios films. Yeah. That's why there's no that's why Wolverine hasn't shown didn't show up in uh Fox uh, has all that too. Stuff. I love that movie. Yeah. That yeah. A good one. Fox had the rights to so, yeah, the X Men for the longest time before Disney bought, bought Fox. Fox. Right. Yeah. Right. And Sony still holds the rights to Spider Man, but they have an agreement with Disney to allow Spider Man to appear in the MCU. For now. For, for now. now. It's, so anyway. So those it's the a, most recent Spider Man movies aren't They are. They, they are. are, but they are co- they are co-produced by Sony and Disney Disney. And after this final Spider-Man movie, the licensing agreement between Sony and Disney will end. And technically, even though Spider-Man is a Marvel character, Sony will have the sole production rights for the films. You make it sound so evil. (laughs) It is. It kind (laughs) of is. Well, especially because Sony does kind of bad things with with the Spider-Man franchise. Uh, they have they have since since before Marvel like hey, yeah. Disney's like hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Won't you come down here and fight like a man? Won't you come up here and fight like a spider? <laughs> uh, anyway. And you've got me for 3 minutes of playtime. <laughs> rip Randy Savage. Right? Oh yeah. He's man. the best part of that whole movie. Oh yes. <laughs> so, so anyway, WandaVision. So, so you enjoyed it just as an outsider, so. just That's kind of as thing. an outsider kind of looking in. Uh, we'll just kind of talk about the other, you know, the other guys. Yeah. Um, Josh, what'd you think? Just kind of, um, general ideas. I thought it was, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of went the way ish that I thought it would. Cause as yeah. it, as it went on, you know, it kind of became more and more like your stock standard Marvel movie. Yes, and I think that might it might actually have been uh, one of the few. I don't want to call it negatives, but um, the last episode was just a Marvel movie, and as yeah, weird and out there as the first handful of episodes were, I was kind of. I guess. I, I mean, I guess I understand that it couldn't. We couldn't ride that wave all the way through to the end. That at the end, very end, it, end of the day, it is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it has to always end up in a big CGI uh, yeah, monstrosity but, fight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, though, which was good, and her costume at the end was freaking crazy. Yeah, oh, it was great. It was, it was really good. It's a very good look. But yeah. uh, you know, I it just kind of, it, it kind of bump. You know, I would be lying if if I had said that I wasn't at least a little tiny bit sad that it ended the way it did, as as a Marvel movie and not as something completely weird like those first couple episodes yeah. were. I, I felt like it felt more earned than usual. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because like. We spent more time developing the characters and motivations and stuff to when we got to the CGI fight. It it felt cooler. Yeah. Because we uh, I thought it looked great. Yeah, we well, it looked great. It oh, time. it looked great. But yeah. I mean it's and I, I guess um BJ, because you haven't watched a lot of these Marvel right. movies. Yeah. They all kind of end this way. They all kind oh, of yeah, end that, with that, a big CGI yeah, that, fight. That, fight third, scene. that third act of every movie is the ex- almost the exact same, no isn't matter that, what. Isn't that why we love superheroes, though? Well, yes, <laughs> yes, sure. Purple but but after you, but after you've seen red it, it's purple every time. <laughs> yeah, but after you've seen it, you know, twenty times, it does get a little tired. So okay, yeah. Well, I guess there are a lot of those. Movies. Yes. I mean, listen, I love cake. If I had to eat twenty cakes in a row, the twenty-first cake. It's still going to taste good, but... Then you're going to have diabetes. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, this is my point. This time it was like you had five meals of steak and then had cake at the end. Well, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's a good <laughs> analogy. I like that. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So, we're going to start talking about some specifics on things. So, um, yeah. Uh, did any of you guys watch the, um, is it the Marvel Assembled? It was like an hour-long kind oh. of special that went along with this mm-hmm. that they released nope. after... The last episode, it was a kind of behind the scenes. Was it was it of, kind of like the Mandalorian thing? Yeah, kind okay, of. Okay, and it, I and it kind of thing. went. That was awesome. Yeah, and it kind of went almost episode by episode. Oh, okay. And kind of showed, okay, what did they do? How did they, you know? Did this one have different directors for episodes? No, too, this or? one had the same director all the okay. way through. But it explained, okay, well, the first three or four episodes were filmed in front of a live studio audience, 
Like and for real? Say what? For real? Yes. Yeah. They wanted to make it as uh, TV showy. Well, they wanted to make it as um, authentic, authentic to the time period as possible. That's they so even awesome. built in the studio like they didn't have like risers or comfortable seats. They were wooden collapsible chairs with pads and like the metal <laughs> bar in front of them, just like they would in a nineteen like filming the Dick That's Van Dyke awesome. show. Yeah, yeah. And like they, um, you know, up through I think it was up through the. Uh, 80s episode. I think that episode four or five. So yeah. when the when the when the kids became, yes, okay, when well, the pre Malcolm, uh, the yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one before the Malcolm in the middle one. That's I when they like stopped filming in, in front of a live studio Which audience. I was surprised they went with Malcolm. Uh, that was and it's, so it's a deserved reference because that's a great show. I really thought they were going. Show. I thought Freaking they were going to go uh, Roseanne. Uh, and, but they yeah. and so when Malcolm in the middle and that was Roseanne great. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it was it was fascinating to hear and like the effects guys that they got for the first couple episodes um you know with the exception of a couple of things like Vision reaching into the, right, right, right. his boss's throat to pull out the everything the, the, the was everything was, was practical. On. You could just Everything see was it. practical. In fact, the um when they hired the guy for it was a guy that they hired for pyrotechnics for later episodes and they they asked, "Okay, do you know I mean we're doing some practical effects do you know anything about this and the guy said when i came into the industry i was trained by guys who worked on bewitched <laughs> i that's exactly the what they wanted I, the yeah. first thing i did was was doing uh wire work and practical effects we can do this no problem so like those first couple episodes everything is practical that's so awesome. it's, uh, that's why it looks that. like bewitched yes bewitched yeah. and uh uh did i did i, I also mention on the show what uh like I, I dream of genie genie the first episode so it was based heavily on uh dick the dick van dyke show. yeah and uh apparently they actually took a had an interview they they took dick van dyke out to lunch and kind of explained what the they premise were doing of the show and what they were doing and he gave them pointers on what happened back in how to actual. how to write it how to That's how crazy. everything was set up the two camera system just Dude, good on that everything they they really put Did their, their homework wor- work yeah. in on this so and you know they didn't they telegraphed some things within the series for the uh because it's ultimately kind of a mystery up until the point where it's no longer yeah. a mystery but um they did a really good job telegraphing certain things, but kind of keeping it the watcher mostly in the dark up until that fourth episode. Oh yeah. They're like, they throw like, it was like red herring after red herring after red herring in that show. Yeah. And I think they, um, when they finally kind of roll things back and say, okay, this is what is actually going on at episode four. That was the perfect time to do it. If I, I think if they kept, the, oh, yeah, the viewer couldn't. not knowing what's going on much further, oh, it would have got boring and frustrating. Mm-hmm. No, that I think I think it was all done really well. I, I, even if like kind of looking back at each episode, I still like the my two favorite episodes. I mean, don't have to do with like the big fighting or any of the no, no, sure, yeah. Is that my the second episode is like still like my absolute favorite when they're doing the magic show and stuff. The magic show is great. My yeah. Absolute favorite. It's like yeah. the zoom in on on Vision's chest with yeah. the gum, gum in, in his gears <laughs> yeah. and stuff. And that's and fantastic. Cool. And it's and it's animated like like an old sixties black yeah. and white sitcom. And that yeah. opening, the bewitched opening. Oh, is that so was good. so good. They did a good so, job. So I also good. liked in like the first two episodes when vision went to change his face instead of having like you know the computer rendered like what he does later in the series the whole like sparkle effect where he uh-huh. like, turns and turns his head and he's back and he looks different yeah oh that was another thing for the episodes where they filmed in black and white they actually had to paint him blue, blue. Yeah. Yeah. because the red wouldn't read on the black and white cameras <laughs> and that's that's kind of fascinating so yeah, um, man group vision <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm a f- Wanda, I'm afraid I blew myself early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so uh, let's talk about uh, some of the later episodes. Some of the, uh, you know, let's talk about some of the side characters. Um, the introduction of Monica Rambeau uh, and her uh, backdoor kind of origin story for her becoming a superhero the, was the, fascinating. The Who? unsung Monica hero. Monica is the, uh, the sword okay. agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, so she's in the regular in universe. The, she was of- she was in Captain Marvel as a child. Oh. Because Captain Marvel takes yeah. place during the 80s. 90s. Or okay. 90s, yeah. Okay, so uh, the episode four, when they introduce her, yeah. and she's in the hospital, she, she poofs back in... Um, yeah, what was that nonsense about that? I didn't. That's from any of that's that. from Avengers Endgame and so, Infinity War. Okay, so in <laughs> in uh, in Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, the bad guy Thanos gets these all powerful stones, the things, and he snaps, and he snaps and his they finger, blood. and they disappear. Why and, do they come back? Uh, because at the end of uh, end, oh, I guess Endgame spoilers. Um, uh, Tony Stark, the Hulk, 
the Hulk snaps his finger. They, gets, they gets get the, the stones. In a big they get fight, the stones. Snaps his finger, and it brings everyone back. Yeah, he, he what, poop, what, his his snap. He is, just he. It's basically you get these magic six, wish gloves. You get this <laughs> these ma- these magic six stones. You when they bring them all together, you can make a wish. Thanos made a wish to, so to get rid of balls. kind of the, kind of <laughs> kind of yeah without so, summoning a dragon yeah so uh, Thanos Thanos's whole deal was the universe is overpopulated uh, planets are dying Trump dying I want to wish half of the universe away that was his deal oh, dude, so I'm team Thanos the overpopulation <laughs> is a thing people. <laughs> but uh, but when uh, and so when uh, uh, Hulk snapped everyone back they were brought back but it's been five years but Since not they disappeared, but oh. not for the people who disappeared. Like well, they don't realize they were gone. Well, why didn't Vision come back? Because oh, he was he, he wasn't, wasn't poofed. He wasn't he was, snapped. He was, his he was, head. Right. He was destroyed. His head. His yeah, he was destroyed. Because that thing in his head, that spot in his head, right, that's one of was the one of the stones. stones. Yeah, yeah. Right. do talk about it. See, that's the one thing about the show that I liked. But I have three kids under ten, and when they wanted to start watching it, and they those parts were not not great for them. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Oh yeah, dead dead Vision is kind of creepy. He's super creepy. Yeah. Yeah, Dead Vision and uh, uh, Quicksilver sh- shot up with bullets. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. Even though he's even though he's not yeah. the same Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah. Why did they? I mean, I they, I thought they that explained was it an, well, but why did he that was not an in joke? Okay, so that that was entirely an in joke for oh. on multiple levels. It was referencing bringing in a character to a show that right. is uh, faltering. Seven. You know, to mix up. The, Seven the thing. from uh, Married uh, with Children. Right, yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cousin so they, Oliver. Cousin, Cousin Oliver, yeah. yeah. So it referenced that. It referenced uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, which had... Uh, which is the first appearance of Wanda. Wanda and her twin brother, uh, or, Pietro. Or, or just brother, I don't think... Brother. No, it's it's twin. Are they twins? Yeah, they they twins? say twin. okay. twins. Yeah. And... Um, oh, that's right. You were a twin, Wanda. So yeah. in the X Men movies, which is not part the of the Fox X Men movies, not part of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, okay. there is a different version of Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Right, right. The actor played that, by Evan Peters. The actor played by him. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So the actor that they brought in for this oh, is not funny. the same. It's not the same actor that they had in Age of Ultron. So it was referencing a show firing an actor and bringing in a different actor to Dude, replace the part. So that's it why was they like that's why on they three different levels. That's why they make the line. Oh, she re, she recast Pietro. Yeah, and then that threw the internet in a big hizzy because like, oh, does this mean we're getting the X Men? And no, it doesn't. No, no, yeah. no, that was actually what They're was his name? Too far like into Randy Boner, Ralph, so Ralph Ralph Boner. Yeah, Ralph Boner. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Boner. he was like one of my favorite characters too. That that Malcolm in the Middle episode is my other oh, favorite. Oh, that episode. was fantastic. And just him talking to the camera and him just being like a. A d bag the whole time is my favorite yeah. thing. I'm yeah, like, I just it lit me uh, up. The uh, whole time. A jerk that was also super like like hyper aware of what is actually going up, on. Holy crap! What he's like? What do you think your dead husband's gonna die again? Like, <laughs> yeah, that I was lost good. my mind. Oh, that when was he said that. that was good. That was good. Yeah, but, but that also made people think that he was the reason everything was the way it was. Because oh, yeah, then yeah. people were wondering if it was another comic character who's essentially the devil. Oh, uh, okay. Because Mephisto is... But he's a, not involved at this all. Is not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> the original comic series, it, uh, Agatha Harkness wasn't the villain. It was the Marvel Comics interpretation of the devil oh, okay. that was manipulating everything. I actually kind of like it better this way. It kind of made it, not to say more grounded, but, you know, whenever you bring, like, giant galactic or supernatural things into right. a, yeah. a story, it kind of loses some of that sparkle. They're, they're never going to bring the biblical Satan or, like, the concept of a biblical hell into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't work. I it, don't know, because they kind of did that in the first Doctor Strange with Dormammu. But that's, but that's a different dimension. That's yeah. the dark dimension that's not hell. But also the next difference. Doctor Strange movie is called The Multiverse of Madness. That doesn't have anything oh, to is. do with hell, though. It doesn't. It might. We don't know. If <laughs> anything, that's how they're going to bring X-Men into it. <laughs> but, exactly. But anyway, uh, yeah, so... Oh, like the reveals. I wanted to talk reveals. to you guys yes. about all yes. the reveals where, like, when Quicksilver comes in at the end of that episode, and they're like, oh, it's, it's her brother and stuff, and I'm like... Hannah and I are just looking at each other. It must be her brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that the the one the the really good one at the end where it's like, oh, I'm Agatha, and then, and it does the whole song. I'm like, that song was funny. I'm like, she must be someone important. That's all I can think. Yes, ish, ish. I mean, ish. she's until now she was a really like 
kind of almost forgotten about character. They haven't yeah. used her a lot in modern comics. Yeah, she hadn't appeared in any she of the other. Her, though. Yeah, she hadn't appeared in any of the other movies at that point. Oh, okay. yeah. But also, they hadn't really brought in magic outside of Doctor outside Strange. of Doctor Strange. Okay. What well, the other? The other one that I thought was just incredibly dumb was there's like there was this whole thing like Hannah told me she's like oh we gotta watch after there's supposed to be a stinger on this one, and it's literally uh, the uh, Monica standing there and then Quicksilver shows up. I'm like you could have just had that at the end of the episode. That's not a stinger. A stinger yeah. reveals oh, oh. something. <laughs> Snooper's gonna snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could. You're right. They could have just put that. They could have the put end. that they, in they, there. That why would they advertise that as a stinger if it's lit- It doesn't reveal anything. That's the Marvel. That's the yeah. that's the Marvel Studios kind of thing because it almost Ever gets since to the, the first point Iron where Man. They kind of it's oh, was ingrained. There a in the first Iron Man. I never oh yeah, it. yeah. Well, that, it wasn't even in the context of the actual Marvel movie singers. That was bad. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't I, a good. But it's like they, they expected, it to, kind of. Yeah, usually yeah. they use it to dangle something. The well, last, the, the last the, episode of the series. I have, I have no idea what was going on with that. I'm like, this. Yeah, is that's dumb. more in line. That's more in line. Usually, okay. Do. You know what? Um, we'll talk about those because that way, well, maybe we can give put a little more context. So there's two sure. stingers at the end of last episode, right? The uh, well, there's, there's the a mid credit one, and then there's the end end one. <laughs> the mid, the, I all I remember is Monica goes with that lady, and she's an alien. Yes. Okay. Is that the end? End or is no, that the there's one Connor. more after that? Are you serious? Yeah, there's one after that. Yeah, there's one after that. Okay, so we'll take them one at a time. Okay, so oh, Monica was originally introduced as a kid in the Captain America movie or Captain, Captain Marvel. Mar- Captain Marvel movie. Okay. Uh, because Who the is Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is Brie Larson. Oh, she's right. a she's a inter, she's an intergalactic super being. Punch basically. lady. That movie looked really stupid. She flies. It's actually pretty it's good. Pretty it's good. really okay. good. It's set in the '90s, and the CGI work that they used to de-age Sam Jackson because Sam Jackson is a major character in that movie. Oh, okay. They de- they de-age him by like 20 years, and it's flawless. Oh, it's it looks, amazing. It, he looks like he did in Coming to America. That his bit part in Coming. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. It's really good. Anyway, that movie deals a lot with Brie Larson. Being a, a a lady from Earth who can fly around and punch people really hard, and shoot oh, lasers, cool. and it's her uh, kind of finding her allegiance between two warring alien factions. I'm simplifying this a lot. The green skinned ones are are initially thought of as the bad guys. They turn out to actually be the sympathetic side of things. You uh, end up simpa- like sympathizing with them. Yes, the um, but they're the also they're yes. also shapeshifters. They're shapeshifters. That's their big thing. The aliens that can. They can look like anyone. Look like anyone. But yeah, uh, the scrolls were big in the comics because they can look like anyone. Yeah. They're called the scrolls. The scrolls. Scrolls. Yes. Scrolls. yes. Like, like crawl? Like S- crawl with an S. S K U R L L. Like skull <gasps> with an R in it. Glaive? That'd be great if they had <laughs> That's the glaive. As deep geek as I yeah. can get. Oh, yeah. they, should, yeah. they should give Captain Marvel the glaive. Oh, that would be man. great. She'd be a good joke. Yeah. Or she could have at least picked up a crawl movie when she fell in the blockbuster. <laughs> that would be good. There's a blockbuster in Captain Marvel. Because it's set in the 90s. Yeah, the more I anyway. think about Captain Marvel, more I'm like, that's one of the better ones. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> I would, right, I we'll would actually it. Recommend, recommend it. It's, it's um, pretty good. Disney Plus actually has the Marvel I saw that. chronological order. You could watch them in order, right? Yeah, and it starts cool. with Captain America, okay. and then it goes to Captain Marvel. Like, it sets in the, what's in the actual timeline. No, I wouldn't watch it that way. I mean, that's all, that's, I mean, you can. That's a that's a perfectly valid valid option. But I would watch uh, it in release order. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Um. Mm. So if I was gonna watch all of them, I wouldn't. Um. <laughs> in Captain Marvel, Monica's mom was in the Air Force with Captain Marvel with Brie Larson's character, and she is okay. a major character in oh. that movie. Monica was ten years old. Because right, they re- they reference her mom a lot. In yes. the thing, and why didn't she come back? Because she died of cancer. So uh, that's different. Monica, when back. when they when Thanos snapped his fingers and everyone disappeared, yeah. Monica disappeared. Her mom didn't. Uh, so it had been five years, and, and in her that mom five, died. Five, five years, her mom died of cancer. When Monica came back, it felt like she had been gone for a second. Didn't realize that she had been gone for five years. That's why she. Oh, flushed. that's why they were all so confused. Yes. Yeah, and that's the thing. When everyone snapped back, everyone snapped back to the exact place they were when the snap happened. Uh, they kind of been five years. They kind of show it in um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Far Home. From home. Yeah, in in, in yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home, there's a scene where they show it's played like, for jokes, like a high school basketball game, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people just appear in a the middle of the band court. Appears in the middle of the court because. The band was snapped, snapped away at that oh, point in the middle of like a band concert, 
yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden, five years later, like the joke is there's a basketball team running down the court and all of a sudden they tackle a tuba player basically That's hilarious. it's handled yeah. so much better in wandavision uh, it, it, oh the, yes like yes. the chaos yeah. in wandavision is so much more it was real, chaos because like, i had no idea what was going yeah. on like people like showing up in houses that aren't their houses anymore actually i don't want to say yeah. it's better it was just interesting to see it from a, a more grounded perspective yes, yes. anyway so what was the concept behind the the snapping is it Half the people in the world. So, so half like, the people in the universe. Cool. So like half of us wouldn't be here. Right. Yes. But it's and it's a random selection. That's pretty cool. See, that's I'm in. If I have to go, I have to go. I understand. I just, I just <laughs> take um, it. And, and it wasn't just people, too, because there's a reference in the in the MCU about you can't hear, you can't hear animals. But then when the snap happens, you can hear animals again because all all sentient living beings in the universe, half of them just random selection were just wiped from existence. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm Team Thanos. I think, this, I think this sounds like a great idea. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying that I should stay and you should go. No, I, I get it. You can you can get yeah. rid of me. Yeah, I got it. But anyway, the the mids uh, the getting back to that mid uh, credit uh, scene. Basically, it's setting up the next. Oh, um, was she a, scr- a yeah? She was a scroll. Uh, she was the green lady was a, was a scroll. Ah, makes working way more wor- sense now. Working with Nick Fury. She was referencing Samuel Jackson, Sam right. Jackson's character. He's up on a space station, right in in current Marvel cinematic universe times working with the scrolls. Is he America's most national treasure? He has to he, be right? getting there. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Definitely up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Him and Tom Hanks. And I mean, but, uh, but there's, so they're, they're going, they're that, going to is space. Is that going to be another show or something? Another show or, or another a movie. movie depending. Uh, right now it's looking like there's going to be a show called secret, uh, secret war or secret, secret invasion. invasion. That is about, um, a secret sect of, uh, scrolls that are bad guys that are infiltrating Earth, and it's Sam Jackson because they can shapeshift, and it's Sam Jackson and its team of scrolls, scrolls so and heroes and stuff. Only he could, does he have to put on special glasses they live. to see them? Yeah, that's it's, 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 it's they live the, the Marvel show. Put so on the glasses, Nick. Put yeah, yeah. Does I'm he here to fight Roddy Roddy Piper for a solid eight minutes to. Oh, that would be great! On. Just one whole episode, <laughs> just <laughs> Sam Jackson and Roddy Roddy Piper. I'm here. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, but the uh, the other one, the one that you missed, this one actually confused my folks because they. So my folks have stayed up pretty well on all the Marvel movies, but oh, they them. have no. In, they had no interest in Doctor Strange. No Shame. interest. It's the only one that's, they didn't that's watch. That's the only one we wanted to go back and watch because we love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, so, it's, uh, and it's, it's a good one. Good, yeah, yeah. Okay. but they had no interest in it. They're like, eh, you know, whatever. We don't. Yeah, it's ma- definitely one of my magic favorites. stuff. You know what? Okay. Iron Man, great magic stuff. Not their bag. It's visually the most impressive so, movie. In so my when opinion. they saw, so yeah. basically, the the post credit is uh, Wanda is in a cabin out in the middle of the wilderness. Well, good for and her. And you see her. Uh, she's on the front porch drinking some tea. You see her walk inside the house. It, it curves. The camera goes into another room, and here's Wanda in her uh, Scarlet Witch costume, reading from that magic book, The Dark Home, learning how to become like oh, the a actu- witch. Oh, an actual witch. Is and this- my folks went, "Wait, there's two of her? Not." Because they hadn't seen Doctor Strange. They don't know about the astral projection. They don't know about, uh, there's a term called astral projection where if your body's over here, your spirit's over there. Real people believe in that. Sure. I mean, Doctor Strange uses it to help save his own life. Yeah. Yeah. Also sounds like the beginning of every metal video. She's doing magic to make herself in two places. But they were, (laughs) they were confused. They were like, what? There's, so there's two of her now? (laughs) Dude, like multiplicity, that'd be yeah. Oh, that, that could have oh, been man. like an episode hey, of the show. Hey, the, uh, the the other national treasure, Michael Keaton. Oh man, <laughs> who's oh, man. also in the MCU. <laughs> you know is? who is also? Yeah, he's national. a Spider-Man villain. He's he's the oh, vulture. He's the vulture. Yeah. He's yeah. the vulture. Yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's in the first Spider-Man. Is, uh, he's Birdman. I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a national treasure, Catherine Hahn. Uh, she was fantastic. Yeah. Agatha Harkness, fantastic mm. as the, she, in her role as this. We, that was, I mean, not knowing anything about the show or anything, what was going on, she was definitely a mainstay of my favorite. Oh yeah, she was the best character in like oh, every episode. Yeah. Yes. she stole every scene she was in. Oh, she shoot it up and spit it out. The yeah. one where she was in the car and she's just sitting there and, and at the stop sign start, trying to talk. That was the awesome. Halloween episode. Yes, that's still that's like that Malcolm in the Middle. That's still the best one, man. And, and I, I love she, how she as she gets eviler and eviler, her costume becomes more and more spirit yeah. Halloween witch. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. <laughs> By the end, she was looking like the villain from that Halloween Town movie from uh, from the Disney yeah. Plus or the Disney uh, yeah, Channel. Like, I was just 
straight up like show. She, she's gone Halloween witch and I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs> like she had like the big stupid brooch and everything. Yeah. Like, well, that was another one of those reveal things where she's like, you've become the Scarlet Witch. And I'm like, that's got to be a thing. Is that a superhero? Well, Somebody they, look they, it up. they kind of call back to that a little bit with uh, the shield, uh, not shield, uh, the sword um, director guy. And they're talking about Wanda and like, well, she doesn't have like a weird nickname or something. Mm. And they're like, no, not that we know of. I'm like, it's coming. Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, guys, I hate to cut us off here, oh, but no. we're, we've actually hit time. And actually, here's oh, here's what I'm going to suggest we do. I'm going to actually stop the show here. But if you go on our podcast feed, uh, we're going to keep talking about this hey. and we're going to have like a little bonus thing. So just kind of a, a, a podcast only, only thing. So. Uh, but for now, let's wrap things up. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. If you're feeling, you know, magic, you can scry our uh, social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can send us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com or give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline, 586-372-8020. Uh, leave us a message. We might play it on the show. That's right. You can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and more. I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. And finally, BJ, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, why don't you take a minute and uh, plug uh, where people can find you online? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. This is this is I'm learning so much, and uh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of the the premise of my podcast. It's Teach Dummy. Uh, me and my buddy Tim Metcalf. We literally just try to uh, sit down for an hour and our goal at the end of the hour is to not be as dumb as when we started and uh, so um, we, we've had Sam on a few times you guys can check us out uh, we anywhere you can consume a podcast uh, except for YouTube we don't really do video but uh, it's called Teach a Dummy Podcast you can look up Teach a Dummy and I don't know that's about it you can listen to us uh I'm there, I guess. I well, know. awesome. Well, hey, thank you again for coming out. We really appreciate it. Oh, we'll have to have me. you back on sometime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This was a blast. I yeah. like learning. Yeah. And uh, all right. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And we will be back next week. We can be pro Fortnite gamers. <laughs>